health is so important, but yet it can be so frustrating. I, like most people, have been frustrated with my health care and said there must be something better. After many years of looking, I found Ayurveda. Hi, my name is Linda Rowe, the Backwoods Yogini. Come along with me as I help unravel the benefits of an Ayurvedic lifestyle and show you how simple and beneficial it is to take back control of your health. It's time for Pure and Simple Ayurveda. Hello, it's the Backwoods Yogini again with Pure and Simple Ayurveda. Hi, I'm Linda Rowe, the Backwoods Yogini. We are right in the middle of a change of seasons here in Maine. I can see and feel the gunas of the five elements changing. What's happening where you are? What do you notice? So, how did your homework go from the last podcast? How much of your regular food choices were on the poor food combination list? A lot or just a few? I trust you will make better choices for your stomach. And I remember two podcasts back, I gave an assignment for tongue scraping. So for those of you who tried scraping your tongue, maybe you've noticed a lot of white stuff or foamy stuff or even yellow stuff on your tongue. That is all various forms of ama that you are getting rid of. So good for you. In the last podcast, we discussed poor food combinations that make digestion difficult and create ama. I know many of you wondered why milk and bananas should not be mixed, eggs and cheese and such. Milk and bananas both have the qualities of being heavy and sweet, so they actually make digestion very challenging and increase the probability of ama. And there are other deeper reasons that we just won't be able to get into in this series. Hopefully, though, I will clearly navigate for you the connection between the elements, the doshas, the datus, our agni, and the six tastes, along with the gunas. So here we go. There is an interesting relationship between taste, appetite, and the power of our digestion. We tend to culturally connect taste and flavor with enjoyment rather than connecting tastes to their therapeutic value. And I'm going to repeat that. We tend to culturally connect taste and flavor with enjoyment rather than connecting tastes to their therapeutic value. So there's a perspective shift that needs to happen here. I said this was a pivotal podcast bringing together doshas, datus, and the six tastes. So these three have elements in common and they have gunas in common. So doshas, datus, and six tastes are really just different manifestations of the elements. Depending on their level of manifestation and the combination of elements gives them their characteristics or their gunas. So a simple, a real simple example is like water. It exists as fluid. It exists as ice or frozen water and steam, heated water. It's all water. It's just different forms. So doshas, datus, and the six tastes are expressions of the elements. Okay, let's get to these six tastes we haven't gone over yet. These tastes are present in food in their elemental combinations, and our diet should contain all six of them. And there's said to be a natural order of these tastes associated with the six stages of digestion. Now, we're familiar with these tastes, but maybe not in this Ayurvedic perspective. So 
Sweet, the sweet taste nourishes the mucus lining of the stomach and stimulates the secretion of digestive enzymes. It should be the first taste that we consume. This natural sweet taste is anabolic, meaning it builds or increases tissue and increases ogis. So in terms of digestion, it promotes the strength of digestion in a smooth and gentle fashion rather than shocking it. Like say if you were to take something more sour first thing, it would be a little more shocking to the system. Sweet is made up of the elements earth and water. Foods with sweet taste include, but are certainly not limited to, almonds, dates, raisins, grains, pasta, bread, starchy veggies, dairy, meat, chicken, fish, honey, and molasses, all considered to have a sweet taste. They build tissue. They increase body. The sour taste takes it to the next level, secreting hydrochloric acid. Due to its sharpness, it penetrates into the food molecules, and it doesn't allow bacteria to enter the GI tract, so sour taste is important. It also dispels intestinal gas, promotes salivation, aids swallowing, and moistens the food. So the sour taste is what breaks up food with its hot and sharp qualities. Earth and fire are the elements that make up the sour taste and have the qualities of being light, hot, and wet. Suggested sour foods are things like pickles, citrus fruits, berries, tomatoes, alcohol, and other pickled foods. The salty taste gets the bile going to digest protein and fat in the third stage of digestion. It also promotes salivation, liquefies mucus, softens the organs of the body, and gives taste to food. Fire and water are the elements, and salty is considered heavy, oily, and hot. And examples are, of course, table salt, soy sauce, salted meats and fish. Pungent aids in the churning of the food molecules. This is stage four of digestion. This taste is cleansing to the mouth, purifies food, causes tears, and gives clarity to the senses. It helps manage conditions of obesity, abdominal swelling, and excessive liquid in the body. It stimulates the normal peristaltic movement in the GI tract to properly churn the meal. Pungent is made up of air and fire elements. Pungent foods are things like peppers, chilies, onions, garlic, cayenne, black pepper, cloves, ginger, mustard, or salsa. And just as a little aside, the pungent taste is important to take in when we do have excess fluids. So in times of colds or congestion, pungent taste is good. The fifth stage of digestion requires the bitter taste. It stimulates specialized enzymes in the lower GI tract. While it may not taste good by itself, bitter restores the sense of taste. It is considered detoxifying, antibacterial, and germicidal. It helps digest toxins and has a scraping action. Air and space are the two elements that create bitter taste with dry, cold, and light qualities. Bitter is found in green leafy veggies, green and yellow veggies, kale, celery, broccoli, sprouts, and beets. And lastly, Astringent works in the colon at the sixth stage to absorb fluids and bind the stool and maintain good intestinal flora. We should end our meal with astringent. This taste promotes absorption of bodily fluids. Its elements are air and earth with the qualities of dry, cooling, and light. Astringent foods would be things like lentils, dried beans, green apples, cauliflower, pomegranates, or tea. Now, you don't need to make six different dishes when you have a meal. 
one can easily combine some of these items containing all six tastes. And the pungent, bitter, and astringent are used in smaller amounts, kind of respectively. Now, I know in the West, we like to end a meal with a nice dessert, but this does create indigestion and toxins because sweet is heavy and it dampens digestion at the end of the meal. Even if we don't eat according to the six tastes, we don't eat in the sweet, sour, salty, etc. format, our Agni is intelligent and stimulates the release of the appropriate enzymes according to the messages received by the taste buds and the stomach. This is a great connection, remember, between the taste buds and our gut. Even if there is a mixture of all six tastes in one mouthful, our Agni, our body, will be able to discern and know what to produce. The bottom line of this podcast is this. Actually, I said it in the very first podcast. Think of the body as earth, water, fire, and air moving through channels of space. When we develop a keener understanding of the elements and the 20 gunas, those characteristics, we will see more clearly how the other pieces fit together. So your assignment, your homework for this podcast is to play around with how many meals you can include the six tastes into. It's easier than you might think. And remember, you don't have to make six special dishes. The recipe I'm going to share with you today is for lassi, L-A-S-S-I. It's a great astringent drink to have at the end of a meal. It's a natural way to get probiotics as well, and it's important to colon health. It inhibits the growth or overgrowth of toxic bacteria in the gut, and it is good in almost all disturbances or disorders of gastrointestinal tract, according to Ayurveda. And it is the preferred way to take yogurt because it's light and easy to digest and less likely to create ama. Yogurt can be cold and heavy and amagenic, So the best approach is ideally to make your own yogurt for lassi. So once you have your yogurt that you've made, maybe with local organic raw milk, or you have bought some locally made yogurt, you do this. You mix a half a cup of yogurt with two cups of room temperature water, add in a quarter teaspoon of ground cumin, a quarter teaspoon of salt, and put it in the blender for one to two minutes. Skim the foam off the top, And this makes two large glasses. Great to have after a meal. I'd like to focus on another important aspect of self-care with Ayurveda. So podcast number six is aptly named Daily Routine 101. There will be a few new vocabulary words and some great daily practices that you can try out. I'll leave you with mindful minute number 15. Gulping your meal puts stress on the digestive system. So try to drink your solids and chew your liquids. Have a fantastic day. Bye-bye.